Thank you, Mr. Technician. The Torah ends with the final mitzvah, which is called the mitzvah of Tremura, the mitzvah of substitutes. And that is, if you decide that you want to substitute one animal for the sacrifice over the other animal, being that you designated already the first animal, you can no longer exchange it or substitute it for another animal. If you do, says the Torah, they both become holy. The first one and the second one. That is the final mitzvah of the book of Leviticus. We now go back to the beginning of the book of Leviticus. What does it say there? It says Adam, a person. Adam represents both a man or a woman because they are both called Adam. As you know, when God created Adam, the first human being, it was a hermaphrodite. It was a male and a female together. So Adam represents both a male and a female that wants to bring a sacrifice to God, an offering, mikim of themselves. Then they shall bring from the behemoth from an animal. Now, how do we connect the end of the Torah to the beginning of the Torah? Before we get to answer that question, we have a Mesoretic note. And just like we have a mnemonic at the end of each parasha, there's also a Mesoretic note at the end of the Torah. And it says over here that there are 52 open paragraphs in the book of Leviticus, and there are 46 closed paragraphs. Now, the total says that the Mesoretic note, there are 98 paragraphs in completion. In other words, throughout the entire book of Leviticus, there are 98 chapters or paragraphs. However, 52 are called opened and 46 are called closed. An open paragraph means that it starts from the beginning of the line. A closed paragraph means it starts in the middle of the line. Now the Rambam, Maimonides says that if it was written wrong, that you wrote a closed paragraph opened, or an open paragraph closed, the Sefer Torah is not kosher. It has to be written in this exact order, in this way. If it's not written in this way, it is not kosher. Now, what is the concept of number 52? What is the concept of number 46? And how does it connect to number 98? So here we find a very powerful concept. And that is... As we started in the beginning of the Torah, the mitzvah of bringing a sacrifice to God. Now the question comes to mind, today there is no holy temple, even though we await it any moment to come down and descend from heaven. However, we still read the mitzvah of sacrifices. What does it mean to us today? Our rabbis tell us that the word karban, which means an offering or a sacrifice, also etymologically means to come close. If a person wants to come close to God, what should they do? They have to offer him from themselves. They have to bring themselves closer to God. How do you bring yourself closer to God? You have to offer your behemoth, your animal. We have a godly soul and we have an animal soul. By bringing your animal soul to God to use your everyday material corporeal wealth and objects 
to serve God, that is the way we get closer to God. In other words, when you eat, and you eat kosher food, and you make a bracha, you are serving God. When you make money and you give 10, 20% to charity, you are serving God. When you exercise, you jog, and you say, why am I jogging? Not because I want to look better. Not because I feel I'm going to feel great after I jog. But rather by jogging, I will be stronger. And if I'm stronger, I have more energy to make the world a better place by davening and studying Torah and using my energy to help other people. Now my exercise became holy. It became holy as a carbon, as a sacrifice. So this is the concept of carbonot, the concept of offerings on a spiritual level. And this idea of carbonot is hinted now by 52 opened or pesuchos in this book of Leviticus. The number 52 is the same gematria as the word behema, as the word animal. And in Kabbalah, number 52 alludes to one of God's names, which is called Shemban. This is the name of God that we use to transform something physical and making that physical into something holy. So already the Torah is hinting this to us, that the entire theme of the entire book of Leviticus is about transformation. It's about using out the material and making it spiritual. When we do that, when we do that, we are actually today bringing a sacrifice to God. Primarily when we take our animal soul and we use our energy that we want to eat and we take that same energy and we do a favor for another Jew, for another person, for another human being, that is the way we get closer unto God. Then we also have 46 stumois. We also have 46 paragraphs that are called closed paragraphs. They start off in the middle of the page. The number 46 is the same gematria as Adam, a person who wants to bring a sacrifice. Adam Kiyakriv, the opening paragraph in the Torah. <clears throat> Adam is actually 45. But when you reveal the purpose of why you do the mitzvah, you are revealing the aleph, the godliness in your life, it now becomes 46. In other words, in Kabbalah, in Gematria, there is something called the Shema Koyla, that in addition to adding up the letters of Adam, which is 45, there's also the number one that unites all the letters together to make it into one word. So really, when Adam, the human being, is fulfilling their purpose, they are revealing the inner intention of why they are doing this physical act, it now becomes 46. And so you have here the total of 98 portions in the book of Leviticus. Now, what is 98? 98 is the word tzach. As it says over here at the end of the Mesoretic note, this is based on a verse in the Song of Songs, in the book of Shirashirim, which is the, the verse of Doidi tzach ve'edoi, my beloved. King Solomon, who wrote over here the most beautiful love song, speaks about the connection between God and every human being. And he says, Doidi, my beloved, is Sach. Sach means clear and, and pure and transparent. 
that the person becomes transparent, the person becomes pure when they become closer unto God. So this answers another interesting question. At the end of the book of Leviticus, at the end of the Pasha of Bechokosai, right before we say chazak, chazak, to have strength and to have strength and to have more strength, we, we talk about 49 curses that God will bring upon the Jewish people. And the question is, why do we read these curses at this time of year? Now, unfortunately, we see these curses, we see this pandemic in the world. But, but the question is, why do we read this every year at this time? Ezra Hasofer, Ezra the scribe, who told us when we should read the portion of Bechokosai established, that we read the portion of Bechokosai every year right before the holiday of Shavuos. The reason is, why? Why do we read this portion every year before the holiday of Shavuos? Because on the holiday of Shavuos, we accept the Torah once again anew. And it's not only that we are repeating a historical event, but as the Arizal tells us, These days are remembered and they are actualized. In other words, every year on Shavuos, God once again comes down to the mountain. Every year on Shavuos, once again, God gives us a Torah anew. But it's not the same Torah that he gave us over 3,300 years ago at Sinai. But every year there's a new revelation, a greater revelation. And therefore this year we can have understanding and insights in the Torah and in the world and in our life that we never understood before. Because we become smarter, we become more intelligent. We become more attuned because every year there's a new light, a new revelation that God gives us at Sinai. But in order to be prepared to be a proper vessel, that we are refined enough and that we are transparent to be able to receive this new blessing, the Torah gives us these curses. And these curses are to clean out the vessels, to make the the kalim, the vessels pure and clean. And the practical example is you go to a fancy restaurant and you ask for delicious steak and portobello mushrooms, but they put it on a terribly dirty plate. You don't want to eat the food. You say, waiter, there's something wrong over here. He says, what do you mean? Does the food taste bad? No, the food tastes amazing, but the presentation is terrible. I don't want a dirty plate. I want a clean plate. And the same is true for God to give us new light. And to God to give us new energy, he first needs to scour the vessels. And that is the purpose of why we read every year the portion of the Chukosai. Right before the holiday of Shavuot is to prepare ourselves by scouring the vessels, by cleaning off the plate, so that now it's prepared to receive a delicious revelation that God gives us on Sinai. So this is the connection between the end of the Torah and the beginning of the Torah. After this this scouring of the vessels, we conclude with the mitzvah of the substitutes. And that is, if you have an animal that you designated for a korbin, for a sacrifice, and now you want to exchange it for a better one, says the Torah, they both become holy. The the Lubavitcher Rebbe 
gives a beautiful insight and says that this is the mitzvah of inspiring another person, inspiring another Jew. When you try to teach your neighbor to do another mitzvah, when you encourage your neighbor to light the Shabbos candles, when you encourage your neighbor to put on tefillin, when you encourage your neighbor to make a bracha before they eat food, you may think, well, I'm taking away from my precious time. I could be a better person. I could learn more Torah. I could do more prayers. Why should I waste my time with somebody else? And furthermore, perhaps, as, as it says in Tanya, when two people are wrestling together, if you're wrestling with someone that is full of mud, even if you're wearing a beautifully white shirt and a white dress and you're clean, but now that you wrestled with somebody else, you become dirty. So you say to yourself, why should I wrestle and have a dialogue with another person and try to convince them and try to inspire them? I myself will become dirty. Says the Torah, no. If you inspire another person, they both become holy. You don't become diminished. This sacrifice is holy and the new sacrifice is also holy. Both of the offerings become kodosh, become holy unto God. So now we have the beginning of the Pasha, or the beginning of the Torah, and the end of the Torah. The beginning of the Torah says, you yourself need to get closer to God. The end of the Torah of Vayikra, the end of the book of Vayikra says, not only are you entitled, or do you have the mitzvah of becoming closer unto God, but you also have the power, and you also have the strength to inspire another person to bring them closer to God. And by doing so, we now go back to the beginning of the book of Leviticus. And now, we become even closer unto God. And therefore, it's cyclical. It continues this amazing cycle of getting higher and higher and inspiring more and more people. And by doing so, we become tzach. And we become pure. And we become holy. And we become clear. And we get closer unto God. So this is the beginning of the Torah and the end of the Torah. And then we say, Chazak, Chazak, Chazek. This gives us strength to know that we are constantly moving higher and higher. This gives us strength to know that there's a purpose to everything in this world. This gives us strength to realize that no matter how much we accomplish until now, we have the opportunity and we have the courage and we have the strength to move on and to do even more. I would like to conclude with a story, and I mentioned this recently in the past. There was a famous Rebbe, a famous Tzaddik, by the name of the Teferi Shloima. And in his days, there was a terrible pandemic. The people of this town that had the pandemic wrote a letter to the Teferi Shloima, knowing that he had magical and holy powers to come to bring an end to this awful pandemic. The Tferesh Loima came to the town and he told all the people in the town, I would like you to make a circle around the Beis HaChaim, around the cemetery, around the Jewish cemetery. And all the Jews of the town came out and they made a big, big circle around the cemetery. And he said to them, why are we making this circle today? What is the purpose of this? And he went on to explain, and he said, you know, in the Torah, there was also a terrible pandemic in the time of Moses and Aaron. And what happened? What did Moses do at the time of the pandemic? He told Aaron, take a frying pan, 
and put in this frying pan ketoides, which is incense, and bring the incense into the center of the pandemic where the people were dying, and this will bring an end to the pandemic. And it says that Aaron stood between the living and the dead. Said the Tferesh Loima, this great tzaddik, why did Aaron have to stand between the living and the dead? What was his concern was the living, not the dead. And the Tferesh Loima went on to say, Vayamoy to stand is also synonymous with prayer. When you, when you pray, you are standing. Aaron was praying. He was praying unto God and said, God, look. Look at the difference between the living and the dead. The dead are worthless. They can't do anything for you. The dead cannot light a Shabbos candle. The dead cannot put on a mezuzah. The dead cannot put on tefillin. The dead cannot make a bracha. The dead cannot give tzedakah. So there's no purpose in the dead, God. You want the living. So Vayamoid Aaron prayed. And he told God, God, look at the difference between the living and the dead. And so the Tveresh Loima at that moment called out to God and said, God, look, this is the dead here in the cemetery. They can't do anything for you. And look at the living who are doing mitzvahs every day, who are glorifying your name, who are praising you day after day after day. Don't you want the living over the dead? And he said, now we're going to say L'chaim. We're going to say L'chaim to life. And after saying L'chaim, the pandemic ceased. It came to an end. We now read the portion of the Chokoisai dealing with all the 49 curses with the pandemic that God said he will bring upon the world. The world has suffered enough pandemics. The world has suffered enough exiles. The world has suffered enough Holocausts, all these 49 verses have been fulfilled in the fullest measure. Now the time has come for God to bring purity to the world, for God to bring healing to the world, for God to give us chazak, chazak, and his chazik, to give us strength to be able to move on, to glorify his name, to bring a world of peace and harmony with the coming of Mashiach speedily in our days. Wish everybody an amazing week, a blessed week, from strength to strength. Be thankful that we are alive. Be thankful that we have the opportunity to glorify the name of God and to use that every opportunity to make this world a beautiful place.